Two weeks in a row, baby. We are so consistent. We are doing is this, it. Is this what it means to be consistent? Is this, are we consistent people? <laughs> Two weeks. Are we disciplined? Is that what this is? <laughs> this is what it feels like. Two weeks in a row. We haven't done that since forever. Since the first episode. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that has kept me motivated in this. We received a ton of feedback. From our last episode. Yes, that was true. We got multiple text messages. We got some DMs. People were saying some good things about us, making me <laughs> feel good about myself. You know how I love that feedback. Yeah, you do. It's your favorite thing. So we decided like, all right, let's freaking keep this thing going. Let's keep recording. Let's keep doing it. Let's stay consistent. It helps that we have the studio. Yeah. And that we didn't have to set anything up. I mean, it was super easy today. It, yeah. It took... About an hour to get everything set up last week. But then this week, it was so much faster. We just yeah. plugged in your phone that we're using as a webcam, connected to OBS for anyone that cares about that. No one probably cares. But <laughs> we uh, did that. And the mics were plugged in already. And, and it was, it was easy. good to go. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. We just had to The setup up. is really what has held us back for Yeah, because how do we this. used to do it? We used to like... Rearrange the furniture upstairs. In the living room. Every it time. Just, it, was a pain in the, <clears throat> it was a pain in the ass. And it just wasn't... That really... Yeah. And then we'd have to like put it back together afterwards. This. Yeah. I mean, I think my beer and your coffee mug were still here from <laughs> last week. They were. Before we started to record. So oops. we really appreciate all the feedback. Shout out to all you guys. I'm going to go ahead and make this pitch at the beginning of the episode while everyone is still listening. I got two calls of action for you. Number one, go follow our official podcast Instagram page. I started that today. Dang. It's at filter free pod. We'll add it in the show notes, but go follow that bad boy mm -hmm. uh, because we're going to continue to share podcast stuff on our photography Instagram business page. But the goal is to do that through the rest of the year. And then we're going to transition everything primarily over to that, that uh, podcast account so that it's yeah. just got that nice, pretty space to live. Yeah. It'll keep Love our that. feed nice and pretty, <laughs> which I know you like. It's fine. You it's feel fine. Good when it doesn't matter. Feels good, right? I I mean, a little bit. I I feel like it's a reflection of our work, and it should look good. If yeah. it looks like ass, yeah, <laughs> gonna feel like ass. <laughs> You're feeling spunky today. You got that i i d g a f. <laughs> I do. I do. I don't know if it's the weather. It is. It's a weird day. It's super cloudy and and freaking hell of windy and all that stuff so yeah anyways that's my first call to action go follow the new instagram account we're going to be posting a lot of behind the scenes on that account and then also tagging our photography page and sharing it over there too but the goal is to get everyone migrated over to that filter free pod instagram account second thing oh, go my. leave us a review go leave Aww. us a five-star review <laughs> on itunes it helps us get found it helps searchability we would really appreciate it and Again, if you just want to continue to meet all my needs, oh my type God. up a nice little comment. And guess what? You don't even have to mention me. You can just say how awesome Lara is and how great her podcasting voice oh. is and all those things. Uh, I might make her day. Yeah. So go leave us a review. That would mean the world to us. Uh, let's get into this thing. Let's do it. Where do we start? I guess we should start the, the beginning, beginning, right? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about this. <sighs> We'll start with you. I'm like, okay. How, what did faith look like in your family growing up? Like, did you guys go to church? 
did you always go to church? Was it something you guys started later? Like, what what was it like? Conservative, progressive, Pentecostal? Like, what what was it? Yeah. So this, I feel like, is kind of a uh, a long answer. <laughs> okay. Good thing we're on a podcast. It's perfect <laughs> for it. Because it wasn't just like one thing. It looked very different at different points in my life. I feel like. Yeah. Um, you know, I I know. We, I, my youngest memories were at this like South City Southern Baptist Church, like Ooh, Southern, Southern Baptist. super on. on the south side of town. Fire and <laughs> I know. So, and I remember being like young, like maybe five or six. And my parents were new to um, Christianity, or I mean, they, they, didn't go to church before. Like my mom didn't really like accept Jesus into her life. So you call it at like 30 something early. 30s. So, so she started no, like, late twenties, maybe when so she started having children, religion and faith, religion were new and, to her into her early thirties. Yeah. And important to note, you were the youngest yeah. of your siblings. So you would have had the yeah. most exposure to church. Yes. Cause my, you were the youngest. Yes. And my parents were still kind of figuring it out. I know that they, before we went to that, um, church that, that I remember, um, my parents were part of like, um, kind of like a church plant in Utah, like a small town, Dang, like church. So planting in your blood. yeah, it is. They actually were like a key role in planting multiple, multiple I church. Me, yeah. I think it's like about three or so like, or yeah. they played a real like no pivotal joke. role. But before that, or like that was like intertwined in all my church, uh, experiences. I remember, um, so like the church I remember being young, it was like super traditional, you know, like the pews, like I remember the pastor, like just like up there, like at it, like Freaking yelling, bringing like, the word. He is, like, oh man, I'm saving hyped. souls. I'm like, winning kingdom. Yeah. And mm. I I remember I was probably like five years old and like looking at my mom and I'm like, why is he so angry? Shut like, up. You did not I say did. That. I said, you why? Said yeah. I said, why is he so angry? And did she say, it's just passion, sweetie. She did. No, she didn't. She did. Shut That's up. That's exactly what she said. She what? said, she's like, he's, he's just really passionate. And I remember like mm. at that time, I don't know why, like there had to have been like a children's ministry, but I think it was like before the church service, like they encouraged like uh, kids oh, to it sit. Was like, it was probably like Sunday school. Sunday school. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they had one because I'm like, I had, I remember having to sit like, in the pews. Why am I in here? Yes. I'd be like, I do not like, belong here. Can I just here. color a, a picture of I Noah's did. Ark? And yeah. Or something. So I remember I have like a core memory of my dad. I sit sitting by my dad and my dad teaching me how to draw a tree. And that's You've how told I, me this yeah, before, that's how that I was learned. during church. That was during so church. So your dad was drawing trees and your mom was like, listening <laughs> to the word. She's like, it's so passionate. Yeah. And so that, and that was like, I just remember that from maybe like five That's to like crazy eight, to think that like seven years old, you like young. That, like Ellie was probably going to remember some of her. Yeah, yeah. So I remember seven, that. But but then um and then after that, it was just like kind of a struggle to find a church home. Like I just remember being the family that like hopped around um from church to church like didn't have like Your little Christian nomads. Yeah, just... and we would like go to all of these like um. Gosh, I remember that. I think it was like called the Foundry or something. I just remember it feeling like like a rock concert. Like I had never seen church like that. Yeah. Like going from like 
this conservative like a very conservative fire and brimstone very yes. yelling yelly preaching yes to like this super young like and my parents had to have been you know by this point probably like 10 years into their, into their faith, faith journey, journey. Okay. so like maybe longer than that so they were probably in this kind of like alternative sort of way of thinking about well, it's just it's funny like, that you, that you, because it's funny the timing of this episode, because do you remember just like, I mean, this would have been just like three, three, four days ago, we were leaving your mom's house and Ellie said, like, we play this game with our kids in the car. They call it like the song game uh, where yeah. basically like they can choose any song yes. that they want. Like I'll open up Spotify and yes. it's a lot of Imagine Dragons <laughs> and like just the most random some songs. weird songs well ellie so our kids go to like a, a, a small private school and yeah. it is christian yeah and so they you know they have times where there's bible stories every day and then there's like i guess they sing worship songs too because <laughs> ellie was like she said it she's like i want to hear awesome god <laughs> and i was like what the what it's like oh like old worship songs our god is an awesome god that's exactly it and then the choir our god oh my god but it was just like it was just crazy she's like yeah this is it this is the one i was like where did you hear this and then it took us down memory lane because i was like oh my god i remember we used to have this cd it was like greatest praise hits volume three or whatever (laughs) and we had it and uh and we we would listen to that all the time and it's got it had like all these old old school songs like almost hymn like but not really hymn like they were like more like yeah. kind of a little more upbeat so you wouldn't play them at a baptist church because you'd have to clap yeah there ain't no way you're you know. clapping in a baptist church or you're gonna get your membership revoked <laughs> so going crazy up in there it, but anyways it was just so we i went Do i you? went ham i listened to like five of them and sterling was like i want to choose a song and i'm like yes. no I, we're reliving these. There was, I just remember, like, because even though it's so funny because it didn't maybe appear that I, like, grew up in a Christian home because we weren't, like, super active in a church for a while. Like, there was a period of time where, we're, like, we had nowhere to um, go. Like, we hadn't really found our place. And so I was always that kid that was, like, invited to, like, other kids' church. Um, oh, but, like, you were, like, the youth group kid that yeah, would show up and it's, like... Yeah. The youth pastors and new leaders probably knew who you were, but you weren't there like every week. You yeah. were maybe there like at once every other month. Or yeah, something. I was definitely the invite friend. Okay. Like, but um, especially like into my teen years. But I remember there was also a period of time where it was like that, where we were like just always listening to Christian music. Like that's all it was. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, I exclusively like, listened to Christian music growing up. I remember having. Do you remember they used to have like um the gray and silver like cd players and there was one that everyone had i don't even remember what brand yes, it was I know exactly but like it, it didn't have anti-skip and so you'd like bump it and it would <laughs> yes. skip the cd well i remember that one also the one that i had had like a built-in radio function uh, and yes. i remember like starting to listen to like the radio oh mm-hmm. and one time i left it like playing when we got out of the car and my mom was like yeah i guess she got off after me and she went behind it and she came inside you would have thought I was watching porn yeah. or something through my ears because she so was like, rebellious. she was like, what is this? 
What are you listening to? Why, Christopher? Why are you listening to this? I don't know. I, and I was like, I don't know, Mom. I just wanted to listen to NSYNC. I, I, just, I just remember feeling like there's like everything like would circle back to be like about God. I remember being probably yeah. like 11 years old and being like, We'd just be having a conversation with my mom in a car about anything. You could pick anything, any topic. And is it always somehow, Jesus, is, Jesus is coming back? Somehow, <laughs> well, either that or somehow at the end, like we landed on some sort of truth about God. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, why did we get here? Why is it always? Oh I remember literally God. like, why does it always? My favorite TikToks right now, <laughs> my favorite TikToks right now are like the TikToks where they'll like mimic a pastor, like giving a sermon yeah, and they'll just use anything. So it's like, okay, I'm drinking tea for instance. And it's yeah. like this tea bag and they <laughs> did, they put on like the music or whatever. They're like, can, can the band come up? And they're like, you know, guys, we're a lot, we're a lot like this, this coffee mug. You know, this water is some pretty, major life lesson. This water is, is it can be pretty, it, no one wants lukewarm tea, you know, like they want it to be warm. It's like, Oh, I'd rather it be cold or, or hot, you know, it's just, and the Bible talks about that. And you know, really the <laughs> word of God so is good. like this tea bag and we just need to steep ourselves in it. And before you know it, it's going to change us into something new. We're not the water that we once were. Now we're this new, made new. Blah, blah. Oh and my so, God. It, but it, those are my that favorite TikToks yes. right now. Like I freaking love those. I eat them up because yeah, everything goes, it was, yeah, that, everything goes back to they that. Can't, they everything have... always goes back to that. <laughs> They're so good at it too. It's like, I don't know if it was that generation that they just had like our parents' generation, they were, came out of that whole left behind sort of Dude, thing. Dude, you want to talk where, about like, left behind? But like where they, so it's like they have, I don't want to say they have something to prove, but it was like, we need to make it known. Like yeah. we, <laughs> like it was Jesus this, Jesus that all, all the time. Yeah. I mean, the whole left behind, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> that a was a big part thing. of my childhood. <laughs> I know. But so, okay, so you guys got to this yes. point. You were kind of nomads. You were kind of the random yes. youth group kid that was randomly yes. showing up. So, like, so did you guys end up finding a space, finding a church home? Like, how did that? Um, so, yeah, I would have been about, like, high school age, and this was about the time that um, we were part of a really small church, and my parents, I would say they were, like, pretty active in that community. Yeah. And um, then they ended up basically starting like that church kind of dissolved but then starting another church like was basically a church plant okay, and gotcha. i would have been in high school at that point and it was a cowboy church which was still around to this day it is and i think they're doing great definitely um but you weren't really a it wasn't girl. no it wasn't i kind of grew up a little bit country but not like i don't know not really. Your parents are interesting because your dad is, he's a cowboy for sure, but he's also a creative artsy guy. Like he was a painter, yeah. you know, growing up his whole life. Like he was yeah. an amazing painter and he also like painted motorcycles and, and, and cars. And like he and is like, like, yeah. Really, really good. So he was like a cowboy, but he's also a creative. And your mom, I, I wouldn't say she was a cowgirl, but she was definitely a creative, you know, like she was also that too wasn't she yeah i mean like little painter, like kind of hippie like, yeah like yeah yeah people. your mom had a little more hippie in her i, think. <laughs> I don't know i wonder where you get it from <laughs> I don't know, who knows um so anyways <laughs> so you got so you got that so yeah like at that point in my life like i and that was kind of going into like my college era and at that point i was like i don't know about all this like church stuff i just yeah. don't think it's for me i think because 
we hopped around enough um and i had gone to enough churches my parents had played like key roles like my dad was an elder and all kinds of things like that i just I think I saw so many different ways of it that I just was like, I don't know. Yeah, what that's I think true. About so you saw like you this. saw like a very traditional Southern Baptist. Yeah, and then you saw like some other things like that felt maybe a little more progressive, a little more like contemporary. Yeah, I think the word would be contemporary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like you know a drum set with the band and yeah. clapping and singing that loud with a smile. Yeah. You know, like that. It definitely was exposed to a lot of different. And then and then like a, even a cowboy expression of like yeah like church yeah it was and even different i I mean when you were visiting other friends as you even different denominations yeah i was going to like methodist nazarene like i was going to like all these did you ever go to presbyterian i think i might have like i i love the presbos man they get get that flag out they just start waving it they get that tambourine they get like, it going. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't even know some of the churches that I went to. Like, <laughs> I just, like, showed up. Like, they told me that they'd have, like, a fun youth group. And I'm like, cool. Hey, I'll what's go. up, everybody? It's your... <laughs> my youth pastor voice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. And in that show, it was kind of all over the place. Definitely, I would definitely say I grew up in a Christian home, but it was, like, not quite your traditional, like, churched christian yeah because home. your your parents they didn't and it, i mean it's not like they were christians from day one yeah it wasn't like i my parents had gone to this church grew up in it and then i grew up in the same church for like 18 years of my life and was like well rooted and like that's so interesting it was it's like, a very similar experience for me but before i transition to kind of how i was raised like did you feel any was there any like tension or maybe not even tension but just like an adjustment period like where you where you realize like wait a minute our family used to do things this way and i know you were mm-hmm. so young you know you were five but like any noticeable differences that you saw like oh man mom and dad aren't like drinking a lot anymore or they're not like out you know partying mm-hmm. or anything like that or like oh we don't use these words that we used to use anymore like did you notice any of that or because that was something that i really noticed in our life yeah i'm trying to think like I do know, like, my parents didn't, like, smoke or drink at all, like, growing up in the house. Like, that kind of remained. I think that, like, stopped, honestly, like, I think whenever... They started having kids. Yeah, and started going to church and stuff. And um, I don't know if I saw a huge shift. I feel like they were never... I don't know. I think I... I think I did like now as an adult being able to like look like back looking back you can see looking back I can see like kind of the difference in my parents as far as like that religion like um very like I remember probably around the season where we were going to that um Southern Baptist Church it was like it was one of those churches where you'd have church on Sunday Wednesday Sunday night oh, and it was yeah. very like we have to do this. We like have to read the Bible. We have to like do this, do this, do this. And it felt very like, um, I don't know, very, I don't want to say like workspace, but like kind of. And then once we started going to these like other churches that were, um, what word did you use? Contemporary. Contemporary. Yeah. Um, I started seeing my parents, I don't know, like honestly more generous 
maybe even showing more of the love of Jesus. Like I like, I do feel like I saw like now I can see because I can remember times where it's like when we're kids, like if we were at that Southern Baptist church, if we had missed church, it was like church at home. Like we're cracking open the Bible and we're We're, like, we're digging into the word. But then it was like, when we were going to this other church, um, you know, I remember my parents, like that whole like homeless guy thing, like giving him, Oh like, yeah, you know, I yeah. just like, <laughs> that's a story. Um, I don't know. So I think now as an adult, you can back, look back like, and you oh, can see like, Oh wow. Maybe they, maybe were, there was a little bit of a, a little bit more love of Jesus coming through. Yeah. Like, like there was lives. a shift in the way that they probably viewed church and okay. how yeah, it should I be can, done and I can see all that. that. And so I wouldn't have been aware at the time though. Looking back now, though, you can see that. So yeah. would you say that you came from a, a pretty conservative home or it was kind of middle of the road? It was conservative maybe in some aspects, but progressive in maybe others. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely like kind of somewhere in the middle, like not super conservative. And I only think that because I think because where my parents were at in their faith, it was like they had lived some, they had had some life experiences and like they weren't quite, um, I don't know. It just, there were, no, I don't want to say they picked and choose what they were conservative about, but. But I mean, that's kind of honestly how it is for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, like. I mean, like my parents are the kind of people that they, you know, they, like my mom, you know, she's all about the Bible, but also is like, I think aliens oh, are real. You know what yeah. I mean? Your like, mom is a real interesting breed. She's like, she's, she's very conservative little, in, like, in some aspects, but, but then, then kind of like aspects, mystic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, it's like, that's honestly, kind of honestly my favorite brand of Christianity. Yeah. But and so it's like, an interesting. It's so funny. I remember like. I have some core memories of spending time with your family is like Friday nights watching ancient aliens, you know, yeah. like showing up and it's like, what are you guys doing? They're yeah. like, watching ancient aliens. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. It was like, you only wanted to play Christian music, but then like at night, sometimes you would watch like your true crime, like ghost hunting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stuff. I definitely like, think they, have, what they you, have an awareness like... of the supernatural. Yeah. Okay. So here's something I want to ask you. Yes. That this is, and I'll answer this to you. Do you feel like you ever... Do you feel like you had your own faith or do you feel like you had a ver- a version of your parents' faith? Like was there ever uh, this drive for you to like be involved and to do all the all the church things to where you feel like you had your own relationship with God? You had your own faith. You, you know, did all that or was it just like I'm just doing this cuz this is what my parents do and this is what we do as a family? Like I honestly think I I, I had my own relationship in a way because I, I do think it switching up churches and the different ways and seeing how things are done. I think it just naturally, you're like, as a child, you're kind of like, wait, like it, it isn't just one way. Like I'm seeing it so many different ways you're seeing this is all under the denomination of Christian or this is all under the banner of Christianity, but there's like. 10 different expressions that I've seen in the different denominations. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I'm kind of honestly thankful for that. Like I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like necessarily I had a choice. Like I could challenge my parents' beliefs. Like I definitely felt like, you know, a part of being in their home, like we had to respect them. And it was like not going to church wasn't an option. Wasn't an option. It was okay. like as 
as a member of this family, like if we're going, like the whole family's going kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know, but I do remember being like really young. Like I was also one of those weird kids that was like contemplating like my whole life existence and what Sterling like, does that. Yeah. Like we'll like be loud. Did you it's ever like have seven year old Lara laying in bed? Do you and remember like, do you remember getting like a, a Bible cover when you were a kid? Oh yeah. That was one of the first things I purchased. What? That, that, <laughs> <laughs> I was so I excited. I, I can almost I could draw it right now. Like I remember exactly what it looked like. Yo, Bible covers, I remember like so I had some pockets in there. I used to uh this might be a little controversial, <laughs> but so I'm from Houston. Um, and I went to a mega church, like uh, we went to Lakewood, you know, Joel Osteen, you know, the, the false teacher, whatever, (laughs) Joel Osteen. And we'll, we'll get into more of that. Um, but that's where I went to church, like at a very young age. Um, and I remember they had a massive bookstore and like, (laughs) I'd always be like, can we go to the Christian bookstore? And I'd see like VeggieTale videos, VHSs and like, and Bible man and all these. And then, you know, like all the different highlighters. And I remember like seeing like the kids Bible covers and uh, they were like really low on inventory or something. Yeah. And all they had was a purple Bible cover and impatient me. I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting it. So my first Bible cover was a purple Bible cover. Purple. Like, so that was probably like, they were like, like mass produced or something. Cause like you, I got like someone's grandma, like made no this my was Bible. brand new this was from like lifeway or whatever yeah you know, no like. no i got a homemade oh shit. bible cover like, really th- yes like nah, someone mine was not that cool you know what thinking thing, back now like, like that would have been in like third to- grade for me and you better believe i brought that fucking purple bible everywhere yeah like I had, I, and i'm like uh, man third, mine third had, grade chris my- had because this wasn't like a deep purple it was like a periwinkle purple, oh. like a lavender purple. I love a very that color. feminine and purple. And you're like, it's coming. And I'm like, I don't care. It's, nah, prote- this is it's my protecting sword my Bible. Spirit. I got it. <laughs> and it was- mine had like handles. So oh, yeah. Mine had a handle too. Did it? Mine had a so handle too. So you could handle And it like, had like, like three like a purse. Little, it had like, <laughs> <laughs> it had like two different color highlighters, a pen and a pencil. It had like the little holders. Yeah, it had like the holders. And then it had like a built-in like bookmark, like little like string that would just like. Yeah. Anyways, Bible covers went hard. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so, okay. So maybe we should talk a little bit about mine. Yeah, talk and about yours. Or do yours. you have anything no, that you want to add? No, I, I feel like that's, that's mine. In a nutshell. Yeah, in a okay. nutshell. <clears throat> so... My family is very similar to your family. They did not grow up um, in church at all. So let's see. How old would they have been? If I was 13, they may have been in their early 30s as well. Yeah. When they started going to church. Um, Some of my, but I used to go to a Southern Baptist church called Allendale Baptist Church <laughs> in Houston, Texas. Uh, and I used to go with my Nana. And my earliest memories of a church are being in the kids' room and playing with all the church toys there. And my mom would go to church sometimes, but I would mainly go with my Nana. And I just remember playing in there and like doing coloring shoots. And I always remember they'd bring like saltine crackers around for communion. And I'd <laughs> yes. be like, I want a cracker. And they'd be like, no, this is the body of Christ. 
And I'm like, nah, that's a cracker. And I want one. Like, why can't I have one? Yes. That's like some of my earliest memories. Um, I remember, you know, it was a typical Baptist church. They had a gym. They had potlucks all the time. The potlucks were my favorite. <laughs> Dude. Um, I remember having to, you know, being a kid in the times that I was in the church, like you sat down, you had to be quiet. They shushed you. And it was just, yeah. it, was, it was very serious. I don't know that the preacher there was a yeller. Like, I don't really remember a lot of yelling, but I remember yeah. a choir uh, of like four or five people. And I just remember no one looked happy. Like, mm-hmm. I just remember like, this is very serious. And like, you got to like, be quiet. Those are like my earliest memories. And then my, my family really wouldn't be involved in church for a lot longer. So I probably would have been maybe five, like mm-hmm. pretty young. Um, and then it wouldn't be until I was in Maybe not that long, year long later. Because what, Sterling's in fourth grade, right? Yeah. So he's nine. <laughs> so I would have been nine, nine or 10, somewhere in there. And I, there were some instances that happened. I feel like this is pretty imperative to our story. Our family is Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a really big family that we used to spend a lot of time with and that we used to party a lot with. And I say me. I mean, I have very fond memories of my aunts and uncles and grandma and cousins, us all getting together at my parents ha- or at um, my cousin's house and at my grandparents' house um, and them having big barbecues with Mexican music playing all the time and, and like tamales and, and, and Loteria, which is like Mexican bingo. And, mm-hmm. and also just like lots of drinking, like lots of drinking, um, sm- you know, they're smoking uh, cigarettes and, you know, playing cards and stuff like that. So like, that was what I remember very fondly about growing up and, and we were at all of those things. Well, and this is important to the story because there was a life change that happened. We were living in a home. Um, and long story short, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to say this, but our our home had some really dark. Sp- that shit was haunted. Yeah. Yeah, it was haunted. There was some dark spiritual stuff going on in that yeah. house. Uh, I, I remember just feeling a a tangible, like palpable fear yeah like in the atmosphere at all times i remember like going to turn off a light in the other room and like turning it off and like running as fast as i could to get out because you could just like oh because you could just feel it i'm like there is something behind me um and like just all these times where i would i remember getting home from school um i would take the bus home and then i would walk from the bus stop to the house and i'm you know i'm nine at this point um and I would walk home and my mom was at work and I would stay at home until she got home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'd be at home alone and I, I would remember looking in the window in the house and there's light coming in through the windows, but it's just feeling so dark Yeah, and being like, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to go in there alone. And I would <sighs> go in there alone. I would turn on all the lights. I would open all yeah. the windows. I would turn on the TV. Yeah. Like, and I would, I hated staying home alone. Um, so you just had like an odd feeling even before you like, yeah, even before, even before, and and maybe I had gone to church, you know, I think up to that point, still, my only experience in church was going to Allendale with with my Nana. Yeah. And I'll never forget. There were some really big instances that happened. Um, one of the instances was, um, our blender turned on at night and, uh, and it, even after they unplugged it, it still was spinning. Oh, really? Yeah, it, I don't think I heard this. It story. still kept spinning after they unplugged it, and then it was like, "Oh shit!" Like, like what that. is going on here? Um, vacuum turning on, uh, yeah. same thing. 
Um, and then the really big one that kind of happened was, uh, my, my, so my mom and Andrew, so Andrew would have been very young at this time yeah, or or maybe even Devin. No, it would have been Andrew. My mom and Andrew were up really late one night at this time. My mom sold Avon. And so she was up late. Maybe it was like 10 o'clock. She was doing Avon orders and Andrew was eating like a real late, like a real late snack or something she was so it was only them two awake and they were sitting in the dining room table and they my mom said that um she heard like the most monstrous evil snarl like growl noise come out from the hallway wow and it freaked her out rightfully so my brother like ran to the room with my dad and like crawled in the bed and was like saying like monster monster and then my mom and so at that point my mom like calls my grandpa who my grandpa was very involved uh at a church at that time which was lakewood Mm -hmm. um and so she called him like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do like and she explained what happened he's like okay i'm gonna get someone out there we'll take care of this and so um someone came to bless the home So someone came yeah someone came to but he said in the meantime just play like 89.3 89.3 FM KSBJ. Just go ahead and play the, like, Christian, music. the Christian radio station and just have Christian music playing in your home at all times and just, you know, just pray. And I honestly remember the house feeling a lot different, even with just like playing yeah. Christian music in the yeah. house. Um, it was very interesting. No, I think once you have experiences like that and you, and you can feel the shift, it's just like. Th- this it, is also a key component of me today yes because my faith has never been tied to the legitimacy of the bible yeah we're gonna do a record an episode where we talk about deconstructing our faith and while i had so many questions about what is real what is not real what is inspired by man what is inspired by god what is you know contradicting errors in the bible things like that like i the thing that i never questioned was the person of jesus because of the experiences that I had. Right. My experiences, my relationship with Jesus was not tied to the Bible. It was tied to my experiences. And so this would have been one of the first experiences that I had where I experienced a shift in our home yeah. that I could remember. Like, and it's like undeniable. So. Undeniable. And that was yeah. one of the first things that came from that instance. So long story short, they end up getting this lady to come out to our house, on my papa and sister Bobby. Um, and they come into the house and I'll never forget that day. It was shortly, it would have been a couple weeks after Christmas or something like that because I had gotten a Nintendo 64 and I was playing Kirby, the crystal shards game. And I remember like my mom and dad coming in the room and telling me I had to play outside. So my Nana was over and it was me, my Nana, um, Devin and Andrew in the backyard. We had to stay in the backyard for like an hour. We could not go in the house. And I just remember being like, ah, I want to go in and play my game. Like, this mm-hmm. sucks. Um, but what I didn't know was happening at that point is that she was there to cleanse our home. Yeah. Uh, AKA cast demons out of our home. And so at that time, I'm just going to tell you what my mom had told me later on. She said, Sister Bobby walked into the house and my mom was like joking. And she was like, do I have a demon in my house? And she said, Sister Bobby like looked at her and was like, yes. Like, yeah, you do. I can, <laughs> yes. I can feel like I, this. Yeah. And yeah. my mom was like taken back and she was like, oh, and then she's like, but don't worry, we can take care of it. Yeah. You know, and they like had a long conversation and had a long talk with my mom and dad about lifestyle changes and, and how like they can get rid of this and they can take care of it. But like, 
it's going to require a lifestyle change on our behalf. What a like wild experience. I know. And the crazy thing too is like my my mom and dad used to watch a lot of scary movies, you know, like yeah. they were like, you know, you can't be watching this anymore, you can't be yeah. watching that anymore. Like all them Pokemon cards, you got to get them, yes. you know, like bye-bye original cards yeah. that would be worth a lot of money. Yeah. I ended up having to throw them all away. I'm so sorry. I know. It's okay. <laughs> and so uh Anyways, they did that. They prayed. And that was the day that my, my mom was a Christian, you know, but like that was the day that my dad became a Christian Yeah, and my dad drank a lot. Uh, my mom would have said he was an alcoholic. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think someone who's an alcoholic really can't function without alcohol. I don't know that that was my dad. I think my dad liked to drink and I think he saw his dad drink after long, hard days at work. And I thought that that's just what he did. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, it was beer, not like it was hard liquor and piss water. So like, yeah. it's not like it was very, but anyways, but he gave it up. But anyways, my dad quit drinking yeah. like, in an instant. He stopped drinking. And I don't think my dad drank for like a long time, a very long time. Yeah. Uh, he does drink again today, but I honestly don't think there's an issue with that. But like he quit cold turkey, boom, stopped yeah. immediately. I mean, as far as we know. So you like saw like major, major like radical big, shifts. Major big shifts, radical shifts in our home. We started going to church. This is when we started going to Lakewood. Um, I have some very core memories of, you know, like going and experiencing church for the first time. I'll, I have a few core memories. One of the ones that I remember most, and I don't know why I remember this, but like I remember at this church, like in this kids ministry, they would reward like worshipers, like if you were worshiping, you would get a candy. <sighs> and I remember being like, just looking around and being like, oh, they're giving candy to the kids whose eyes are closed and their hands are up and they're like singing. I was like, I can do that. And I was like, and they're even like bonus points if they cry. Oh. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm make myself cry. So I remember like doing that <gasps> and getting candy every time. <laughs> Christ. And like at the time, I didn't think it was that big, that big of a deal. But like, you want to really talk about how fucked up that is. Like, I know. What are like, you teaching flag, kids? Like, come flag. on. So uh, anyways, I remember that. Um, and I really got, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, man. Like I. I was just about to. I got so say. involved. <clears throat> I mean, youth group was my life. This is also like. Well, a, I think. T- oh, sorry. I didn't mean to break. No, you're okay. But I'm like, when you see those like radical shifts, like in your family, like in the environment. Like, yeah. God was very real you, to me. Why? Yeah. And why, if your parents went a certain direction, like, why would you doubt that? Like, no, exactly. Child, exactly. Like, why would you think that? And I think that that's like where my faith became very real to me. I also, so I had dark experiences like that, but I also had light experiences too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and this is why anyone who talks shit about Lakewood Church or Joel Osteen, it's like, look, I get it. Like, I get what the perception is. Like, my mom used to work in the counting room. She used to work in the money room at Lakewood. Like, yeah, at least at that time and probably for a long time. And I still really do believe even to this day, there's nothing shady going on there with money. Like, does he have a crazy, ridiculous salary? Probably. But I don't think he's stealing from the church. And, you know, and then there's the whole prosperity gospel thing. Say what you will about Lakewood Church. I will say this. To this day, I have never... God, this sounds so christian to say, but I'm going to say it. To this day, I have never felt the Holy Spirit stronger and felt more love 
inside of any church than ever still to this day to liquid. I remember walking in the doors and getting hit with it. It was like a wave. Like you would walk in and you could feel like you could, it was like you could cut it with a knife. It was so tangible. And I've yeah. never experienced that anywhere else. Well, I mean, um, there's so many people. There's so many people. And like I, I the, mean, I remember like the worship every... was just, it was so good, but it wasn't like entertaining good. It was, I don't know. It was just, so you, the church became a really big part of my life. Also at this point in my life, I was a chunky kid. I was, you know, <laughs> I, I was a little chunk. And so I think I wrestled with low self-esteem and finding my worth and like feeling like I belonged. And I think that, I very much found that within the church. And so that kind of became my whole identity. Um, So that was, we were at Lakewood for a long time, even up until, and I was very involved. I was like on the lead, the student leadership teams and going through like the programs and going on the youth retreats and doing the Bible studies and, and getting early instances to speak on stage and things like that. Like that's kind of what I grew up in and all, all the Christian things. Um, and then I think my my faith really took a kind of a shift when uh, my uncle Jason, who uh, then was like my hero, and in a lot of ways, you know, he still is. Uh, but like he, we, long story short, we ended up moving out of that house that was haunted. And it's not because of that. It's just we were poor. So we couldn't afford the house anymore. <laughs> so we moved back in with my nana. And um, Jason was also living there at the time. And who's your uncle? Who's my uncle? And yeah. he, had started like volunteering with a church that was, you know, probably like 30, 40 minutes away from where we lived. But uh, anyways, and this is where I met Joe Boyd, who was, would ultimately be the pastor that I followed to Kansas to be a youth pastor at. Um, Oops. And then where you met me. And then where I met you. So this is kind of a pivotal, this is where all things kind of come together. So I ended up going to this youth group and I went every week with Jason, you know, and I, this was an amazing church that I was at. It was, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot smaller, you know, Mm -hmm. Lakewood's youth ministry was hundreds of kids, uh, probably four or 500 kids. And, you know, now you're talking like a youth group of, you know, 50 kids, a hundred kids, you know, at, at kind of its peak and 200 kids at like ultimate prime. But, but like, that's where it kind of was. I was there in the very early days. And I, again, I found myself in a, in a place where I just felt accepted and belonged. And my faith was a big thing to me. And I read the Bible and I prayed and I fasted and I worshiped and all of those things were really, really important to me in my life at that time. Um, and then Joe and his wife, Michelle ended up moving. And I remember that being a really sad time. They ended up leaving, um, Texas, Houston, Texas, to move to Derby, Kansas, because they felt called to plant a church there. And I remember being really bummed out about that. Um, But they moved, and uh, and uh, my one of my best friends, Garrett, moved up here, and and he left uh, Houston as well. Moved up there to be a part of the church. And my uncle would ultimately move and leave Houston to move up to Derby, Kansas, to help plant a second location Mm -hmm. uh, of Aviator Church, which this would have been Aviator Church in Derby, Kansas. Um, probably the, the existing from 2008 to 2017 under the leadership of Pastor Joe. And then he moved to Minnesota and took a job at a better church. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. At a, I'm not going to lie. Like, we'll, and we'll get into all this. The church was probably not in a good state when he left. Like, 
Yeah. It was probably really, really bad. But but so so okay. So going back to the yeah, youth group. going back to youth group or like Joe those moved. ages. Yeah, Joe moved, and then I remember there would have been a guy Brian Shippy that kind of took over, who was a youth a youth volunteer at the time. So cool, such a cool dude. And I remember like I met my best friends there. Um, it would have been me and my friend Chase and my buddy Nick. Uh, and we were, we're, so is this like 16 year old? Chris? Yeah, this is probably 16 year old Chris at this point. You're and, like, you know, all... I'm living 30, 40 minutes away and they all have cars cause they're white and privileged and I'm a poor little Mexican that didn't have a car. And so they were all driving Aww. out 30 minutes away to come pick me up. And you know, I, it was just, I loved it. It was like the time of my life. I loved it. So, um, but yeah, I was doing all the things again, all the retreats, all the, all the, all that stuff. And um, graduating and kind of always following the rules, always being a really good kid. Um, you know, like, uh, no drinking, no smoking, no drugs, no sex outside of marriage, no even dating. Like I yeah. was, I was like a, what did you call, you call it? Straight, straight edge. Straight edge. I was like straight edge. Like I was just, I didn't do any of that stuff. I was, I was getting into some shenanigans. You, you were, you lived enough. <laughs> Cricket edge lives for 16, the both of us. Sixteen year old Lara wasn't quite sure. Sixteen year old Lara's nickname thing. in high school was Lara. Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> is no. that too far? Can yeah, I say no, that, that okay. was not. This is not, the filter free podcast. No, some things just yeah. don't need to be said. Um, but yeah, so I think. Yeah, that's it's just interesting. We were we were we were kind of on polar opposites. We were. Um. And so yeah, that's that's like where my faith played a really big role. That's kind of how I grew up. I would ultimately, um, I would ultimately get into commercial plumbing. No, wait, when did that happen? There's there's kind of it's a little foggy here. I I would end up doing commercial plumbing, but I would also end up volunteering at that same church as like an intern under Brian and I would end up like he was kind of training me to be like a, a youth, youth pastor. pastor because at this point in my life I thought ministry and being in ministry was the ultimate calling that any human could have yeah I thought it was the best and most important thing that you could aspire to and why not because if you have a set of belief system that revolves around sharing the gospel in people's eternities and saving them from hell and helping them get into heaven. Like, why wouldn't that be the most important thing? Yeah. And so I thought like, that's what I'm supposed to do with my life. I would have used the verbiage. That's what I'm called to do with my life. And so I was kind of wow. pursuing that with, um, with Brian and at the church that we were at. And then I don't even remember what happened. Oh, I remember what happened. I started dating a girl. And it was a pretty serious relationship and we broke up and I was kind of like really messed up, really heartbroken. And I ended up hopping in a car to just get out of town. Uh, I had also dislocated my knee at this point. And so I was like not working. I couldn't work. I was like going through physical therapy. I was on crutches. Like mm -hmm. I, I was just like, I had just started to be able to walk again, no crutches. Um, for a little while, like it was probably still advised that I'd be on crutches, had a knee brace, you know, all that stuff. So I couldn't go back to work. So I think I was out of work for like two and a half months or something like that. Yeah. So I was kidding, like workers comp checks. And anyways, I decided like, you know what? I just need to get out of here. I'm going to go visit Jason, my uncle, 
one of my best friends in Wichita, Kansas, and just go visit him and just get out of town and clear my head. And uh, I'll never forget when I like hopped in the car to leave. My mom was like, "You're gonna move there. You're you're never you're like you're gonna move there. I just know it. I just have this feeling." <laughs> and I was like, "No, mom. Like, why would I do that? Like." And at this point, I think I would have strayed a little bit. I mean, after the breakup, like I had started like drinking, you know, I had turned 21. You weren't your perfect Christian I wasn't my boy. person, Christian self anymore. I had started to dabble a little bit. Obviously, I started like dating someone and, and then I was drinking and then it was going out. And then I'm in this work environment that's surrounded by men that are like really unhappy with their lives and their wives. And they're talking about like, you know, sex all day and cheating on their wives and drinking all day and drinking on the way home. And so it's just, it's just a negative environment. And so I had started to find myself in a position to where I just wasn't really happy. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And then I ended up hopping in the car and going, coming up here to visit Jason. And I think I was up here for like five days or something. And, uh, I remember just feeling like I could breathe easier in Wichita. Like, and I don't know that it even had a a lot to do with the breakup as much as it did. Like things are noticeably slower in Kansas. Yeah. I was like, it's the Midwest. Way different than Houston. But I just remember the air just feeling like cleaner. It was, it was the time of year where we had the, the stinky rotten fish trees. Oh, gross. Remember like they're really pretty. And I remember seeing those and like the weather being like 60 and breezy and sunny. Yeah. And just like being like, what is this weather? Like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. it's 99 in Houston right now. Like, what? <laughs> and it's humid and I'm sweating. And like here, it's like beautiful. I like to I like to think like God was like winning me over with like the yeah. amazing weather and stuff here. Yeah. And, and then I just remember like spending a lot of time with Jason, meeting a lot of his friends and feeling like, man, there's so much purpose here. There's like so much that they're doing. And I ended up going to visit. So Jason was leading a a church on the north side of Wichita, Aviator North, and there would have been an Aviator Derby. They still met in a high school. They were a portable church plant. Um, and I remember walking into the doors of Derby High School and just feeling like I'm supposed to be here. Like, it's crazy. this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm supposed to move, like leave my house and like come here. And um, I remember Michelle, the pastor's wife, took me um, who she also would have been my youth pastor too. They were co-youth pastors, Joe and Michelle. But Michelle walking me back to Joe, he was in a sermon prep room and he gave me a big hug and just talked and and uh it just kind of being one of those things he's like, Hey, let's go to lunch afterwards. And you know, I sat in service and I remember crying and just feeling like, What am I doing with my life? Like I need to I need to move here. I need to be a part of this. And so you then- really didn't have like a huge window though of like i guess i should say like being rebellious like, no i mean like, it was probably it was, it was probably like a two or three month window it yeah, was not long at all it was like back right on track like i'm yeah, still yeah. meant to be in ministry at some sort of capacity yeah and i'm moving yeah and so at that point i mean i think also like I've always wanted to do something significant and I've always felt like I've been created for something significant back in those days. I would have said it was ministry. Now I don't believe that at all. Um, I think that, and I do believe this, I believe the most significant thing that a person can do even compared to ministry is to love your family, to care for your family, to be present with your family, to invest in your family. 
Um, I believe that is the ultimate thing that any man or woman can do with their life. Like that is the most important influence. And for me, it was just, it was backwards, you know, for a long time. And some of this ends up tying into like what it was even like our first years of marriage and having, you know, my priorities asked backwards and all that stuff. What like ministry life truly. Yeah. What ministry life is truly, and we're coming up on 51 minutes with this. And so, um, I actually thought that this would only be a brief portion and that we would dive into like what ministry was like, but it's looking like that'll be a whole nother episode. But I mean, this kind of takes us up to full point. Well, why don't you, so I'm at aviator. So I, I move up, I leave, I quit my job. It took me a few months to get up here. And this is where the story happens to where I visited, I came up here, I committed, I went back home for a month. Yeah, like we have an episode about Yep, and if you go back to listen to episode one, like our story, how we met, this is when Lara would have jumped onto the scene. But like I I flew uh, back up here, attended a, you know, the youth conference, and then that same thing, like I remember sitting in an Olive Garden with Joe, talking about like what it was going to look like to move here, and I got a phone call, and my mom had called me and said, hey, I have really bad news, because they flew me there, I didn't drive. They said, somebody smashed your car uh, because you know how narrow those damn streets are yeah. where my parents live. They're like, someone ran into your car and knocked it 20 feet down the street and it needs to be like, it's like totaled. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I remember like still looking at Joe and being like, that doesn't matter. Like I'm still coming. And that, I remember Joe, like that was like, Joe would always bring that up. He's like, I'll never forget. We were sitting in an olive garden and you know, that happened to me. I was just like, well, that's just, okay, that's fine. Um, you were just like, but, and then I moved here and then maybe a month later, I feel later, like there I was no here. like changing your mind. Like you knew that this was like the truth and like, this was like your, like what you were going to be doing with your life. Yeah, there was you know, no I still like think, doubting. There was not a, a doubt in your mind. There was zero doubt in my mind. And that is the one thing that like, I always marveled at because I had so many doubts about, about faith. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like, know that I ever doubted. Yeah. And for me, I think it's because I had had so many experiences to where it was like, God just showed up. It yeah. was like a normal occurrence for me to see God. There's no other explanation. Like, I remember needing like, you know, wanting to go on a missions trip. I can't even remember where it is now. But like, I needed like a thousand bucks to go. Uh, no, this would have been to Ecuador with Joe and Michelle. Mm-hmm. And like it, me like wanting to like sign up three weeks. They're like, we need like three grand and like it all happening. Like it all showed up. It all happened. Like yeah, thousand dollars here, $500 here, $200 here, you know, a thousand here. Like, and it, I, to me, like I had just seen God do so many things. There was like, there was no doubt in my mind that he was real. And I don't know that I've still to this day have ever doubted the existence of God. What I have doubted and wrestled with is the bullshit that comes along with church and the the man-made extra things and the theology the shitty theology which we can get into the hate theology and if you want to really hear me get salty go find the salty dogs podcast stop go listen to that podcast i'm I'm just saying like that's the thing that I questioned was yeah. man's involvement in this. But you're kind of getting into the second phase. No, I know, but I'm just I'm setting yeah. the table. Like I had a real big issue with authority, and I've always had an issue with authority. And in churches, I've seen it play out too. Um, 
feel like authority has man, you know, pastors have let me down. Yeah. And I've seen that though. I've seen how the sausage is made, which kind of leads us into probably what the next episode will be, which is going to be our time in ministry. Yeah. It's definitely interesting for me because I don't feel like I was so certain. I would have never, ever imagined in my life that I would be in ministry at any kind of capacity. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, it's just, I, I mean, I would say I also had some like really dark experiences as well growing up. Yeah, you did. And like supernatural experiences and, um, and I just remember thinking that if there's all this darkness, there has to be more, there has to be light, there has to be this like balance, right? Like I was like, there's no way that this is all that there is. There's this whole other thing that we don't know about. So I was like naturally just very curious and questioning a lot of things. I mean, my bet, like even like my best friend was gay, like growing yeah, up. Yeah. And I just was like, I don't know. And I remember thinking if like man, if man isn't perfect and they wrote the Bible, like how is it perfect? I remember just wrestling with a lot of things yeah. like, you know, at, as a teen, like, yeah. And see, that's that, the crazy like, thing is like, I had this very blind faith, which I don't know that that was wrong, but I also don't know that it was wrong for you to have questions either. You yeah. Know? Like, I feel like the theme. And so if episode two is going to be about our time in ministry at Aviator, a little bit at Life Church, a little bit at, planting a whole new church in Derby. Um, then the third episode that we would do would be about deconstruction and probably uh, where we're at now and where we're at now. And just to set the table for that one that goes along with this, like I feel like our faiths, at least my faith has always been very black and white. And I think in that deconstruction phase, things got very gray because of my experiences and because the things that had happened, it really caused me to question a lot where it seemed like you had always had a little bit of gray in the mix, maybe like yeah. wrestling through some things Yeah. where for me, it was very black and white because this is what the Bible says. And the Bible is the ultimate authority and the Bible is inerrant. It has no error. Yeah. All of that. And so, um, you know, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is kind of us just peeling back that first layer of like, Hey, here's how we grew up. Um, in the next episode, we're really going to unpack what it was like in ministry, what it was like seeing how the sausage was made, what it was like sitting in staff meetings and some and of the conversations. Even what kind of people we were. Even who we were, yeah, at that time. In our, because we are so different. Mm-hmm. It's kind of remarkable how different we are. Yeah. Um, so get excited about that because I, 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 I've been excited about this conversation. Um. I'm excited for people to get to see this side of us because as business owners, we've never been vocal on our Instagram about Christianity. I know that there are other business owners who are very outright Christian and I would still consider myself a Christian. Um, it's just a different brand of Christianity that I mean, yeah, I don't even know how to label it anymore, but I still very much would. It's just, it's complicated. And so it always feels like there's a need for context. Yeah. There, there was a time where like, it felt like, just saying 
that you were a Christian wasn't enough. Like you're like, but like I need to. Yeah. Like, so there's always, here's the preface. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to talk more. Uh, as always, man, like last time, shoot us some feedback. We love to hear from you guys. We truly believe that the best part of podcasting is hearing from listeners and people who are listening and making this a conversation and yeah. talking. And I'd be curious to see like how you how, grew up. Yeah. Or do you see any similarities like yep. in growing up? Mm-hmm. If you had a purple Bible cover, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Anyways, guys, that's all we got for you this week. Tune in next week. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.